Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Welcome to you. It's getting there. It's getting there. There it is. Welcome to the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now available on Pandora. What up? And as you can see, those, uh, I don't know if they, what they are is okay to talk about. But I will let that go to one of the co-hosts over here, G. What's up, people? It is G. Uh, we are back. We are uh, going to be without Rob this week. Rob is jam-packed. I've been talking to him all this morning and um, chit-chatting back and forth when we can. I'll be talking to him a little bit after the show. He misses everyone. Hopefully, we will be back to talk to uh, the handful of fans that we got going on out there. But uh, we're going to pump that up. We are definitely going to start changing things up as far as uh, bringing people into the show and oh, uh, getting out on the streets. And we'll talk about that in a while. But, um, yeah, man, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Were you talking about prostitution? Was I talking about prostitution? We're getting back on the street. We're getting someone out on the streets. Are we? We're talking about oh. here, right? Well, well. In a way, in a way. Okay. All right. Because uh, because and it has to be a shitty prostitute that we're not paying to be out on the streets. Right. right. So yeah, they're just so, trying to get themselves over to be a better better hooker. I think we could, and we can give them a nice little push, like uh, give them give them a rub, man. Be like, hey. You got our fucking seal of approval. A seal, a seal of approval. You got my seal of approval. We're gonna I go. Totally sounded, totally sounded gangster MTV like Preel. Preel, what's up? Yes, <laughs> oh man. Uh, hold on, well, I got friend drink. Uh, yeah, right. do that. While you do that, I'll talk to the folks here as we're talking about hookers and prostitutes right off on the show. We're actually talking about. Bringing in a correspondent, and when we say that, probably a few of you guys could be correspondents for us out there when there's live shows in town, and just go into the lines and talk to people about wrestling history and, uh, you know, just what's going on in wrestling, their thoughts, and we'll get to the main reason why we want the hooker slash correspondent coming up in the future. But uh first topic I want to get into is uh, the one thing we said we were straight away from, but I think it's just going to become our shitty opener as always because it's easy. Um, kind of like, you know, most matches on Monday Night Raw, redoing them, it's just easy, I guess. We don't want to think outside the damn box for Bobby Ashley. I mean, Lashley, sorry. I thought this guy's name was Ashley. I was, uh, I'm totally wrong. They just all corrected me, and we'll get into that shit. I forgot about that one. But, um, you watched the Jungle Boy Omega match on Dynamite. Um, you told me to watch it. I watched it, um... It was good. I mean, it was solid. There there was no, like, what the fuck are they doing this for? Like, we keep seeing on all these matches lately. 
Um, that's a shithead. Um, <laughs> can you get him in there? That is a chill, chill guy. Yeah, dude, he's really fucking chill. He's super chill. He knows what to do. He's a smart, uh, yeah, we let him do what he wants. Uh, we, he's trainable like a dog, man. It's really weird. Like the fetch thing? You know, that's something we need to do. Uh, we need my, to, buddy's, my buddy's cat plays fetch. It's, it's good. Well, I, I talk, should say used to, because unfortunately I don't think the, the feline is with us anymore, but he might not do shit. Mine plays dead in really hot weather. That's fair. I did, too, when it was really hot. Like, you want to see what a cat looks like in a hot car? The slaves on my living room floor, dude, and he's just out. Dude, I'm, right. I'm going to my cat how to do this doorbell. I'm going to have, like, when he's outside and he wants to come back in, I'm going to have him ring this doorbell. I don't know how I'm going to have him do it yet, but I'm going to train him how to do that. I had my last dog. It was really weird. I've seen some people since then. But this was back in 1994. Uh, a little tangent. We had, uh, I mean, this was pre-internet, so I think there was some book that was talking about dog thing, dog not dog tricks, but things you can do for for dogs. One of them, uh, side note, was anytime we do like an exaggerated sneeze. Or something like ah too, and the dog would run over, grab a box of Kleenex, like put it, jump up, would be like on a counter, grab it, and bring it back. Bring like the box over to us. It was pretty wild. And then so then, how did this dog not do a commercial? I don't know. That's a good question. And he should have. And then we taught him, uh, there was a doorbell, and we put uh, peanut butter on the doorbell. So when he wanted to come in, he would lick the doorbell. And uh, (laughs) and this is um, what happened, dude. And so it would be crazy, like, all of a sudden, you just hear this, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, oh man! Well, no, that actually goes into a, a, another topic here. Fucking, I was looking at the news, and I guess this dog got lost, something like that. And next thing you know, the owners are catching on their doorbell cam, hitting the doorbell with its nose to get inside. Like knew how to use it. It was just on the news. Like it was like yesterday. I saw it. Like this all hitting the doorbell. That's that's what I'm gonna Animals are weird, man. And, yeah, I don't know how to explain animals now, but, yeah, they're they're in tune. Mine's in tune with me in here. It's a cat. I'm not a big cat guy, but uh, this guy's attached to me, and uh, he's good shit. He watches the shows with me when we lay down on the couch or he'll video game with me or whatever. So, so cats are fucking weird. Um, so, yeah, okay. So- animals, the Luchasauruses and... The Jungle Boys and Kenny Omega fucking up my state this week with the uh, Omega block. Yeah. Yeah. LA, Miami, Dallas. You ain't got shit on Portland now. We're hotter than your asses have ever been. 
So if I ever hear you, Miami, L.A., Dallas, complain about hot fucking weather, shut the fuck up. Because I'm telling you right now, I just went through hell and back. It, it was crazy. It doesn't matter if you had eight here. It was coming in. Omega Block is such a fucking cool name, though. Like, or maybe Matt Hardy takes it. Like, Matt Hardy could take the uh, Omega Block. Shit, he yeah. takes everything else anyway. That's his new gimmick, right? What? what? He took his real-life persona where he takes shit from people. Now he's just taking talent and trying to put him over through this cheesy-ass gimmick when that's him in real life. So, and, uh, yeah, it's, I don't like, I don't know, I've never been a big fan of Matt Hardy. I don't mind Jeff Hardy, but the Hardys together are a good tag team. But uh, I'll digress from there because we'll, uh, yeah, I could go and just uh, things I've seen along the way and how they're, they could be the biggest stars in wrestling. But thanks to Pills and 11 DUIs, you know, they'll be at the same height and having, a wife on the side there that puppeteers your career. I've gone into a deep dive with that shit, because you got me hooked on it a while back with that whole fucking delete shit and all that, so I got to check them out again. Then I found out Matt Hardy has an overprotective wife or very overprotective of his money. Um, shit like that. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm in a good mood this week because, you know, I, it's just been fucking punches left and right, man. The heat, crazy shit with my kids' school. We've had crazy, busy work hours. So, yeah, man, I, I'll, I'll be blunt as fuck this week on some topics. <laughs> good. That's good. What we, like, like you were saying with the uh, Omega Jungle Boy, Matt, uh, it was, you know, it was all right. But here, here's my thing about it. Uh, I'm going to let you say what you said about it earlier, but so I think that uh, he, I don't know, can you make a fucking put over Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy's music? They're trying to get that over and they're trying to get Jungle Boy over and that was the way to do it. And uh, I mean, the fans seem pretty into it and it's cool seeing the fans there, which is something that hasn't really been seen for a while and it's really weird people trying to play to the camera when they have no clue if their stuff's falling flat on its face just hoping and you know you don't have the crowd like booing you and or, or not booing you but knowing that your stuff doesn't you know it's not good either way making it uh heal or face or whatever just People see that shit, and uh, it's not. So where does Jungle Boy go from there? So, I mean, he's he's given the rub. He doesn't win the match, obviously, because he would have won the title. Even though they could have done it in a, a disqualification, he could still have won the match. The belt wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, but the, the history shows after they put people over like this, whether that's AEW or WWE or anywhere else, the way it should go now, Jungle Boy should start winning all his uh, other matches going over because he just went against the top star. But the way it usually plays out now, he'll win his next match and lose the next match and lose the next match and just go down and down because they got him to that height and then they just dropped him. Like, 
They made him worth something. Yeah. Then, yeah. So I don't know. It's like FTR. FTR is a fucking example of that. What's his name? Uh, Spears? Hangman. Like with Hangman, too. Like, they're all going to be in a huge push. What? I said he got a huge push in them, but... At the beginning, he was in the title match for the first time for the belt with him and Jericho. And, uh, I mean, so I think it's going to be the same sort of push that... Jungle Boy gets as he got, and you know later on down the line, you know they like they're kind of going to be like an uh, IC title kind of, I don't know job. I, there's not really an is there an IC? I mean, there's the TV, the TNT, the TNT, the TV yeah. TNT title, but now it's going to yeah, be. So that's sort of like the IC belt. So I think they'll be in like sort of the running for for that kind of stuff. But there's so many people right now. Uh, it's crazy. And then with having, I mean, they're they're having almost as much talent come in as WWE with all this. I mean, they're gonna have as many shows just about man. It's crazy. WWE's uh taking out a lot of people lately. Well, like they got rid of Gervin Harv, man. The uh, the Bollywood boys. Uh, I forgot what their names were. Uh, uh, Singh. The Singh brothers, Samir and uh, Neil. I forget that. What? Sunil? Nil? Something like that. Here, I'll, I'll uh, throw it in Google here. I'm not sure, but the, they but were... They also got Real Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Which I like them both a lot, too, man. Those yeah, guys... Matt Fandango, my son, had a great interaction with him a few years ago. Um, we met Fandango. He was hanging out with, actually, Luke Harper at the time. Brody Lee. And uh, they were getting coffee. And my son goes over and wants a picture with him, and he gets a picture of Luke Harper, and he gets a picture of Fandango before we go to leave. My son goes, Fandango, I want to tell you something. Fandango gets down to his level, and he's like, what? And he goes, Fandango. My son does this to him. We all start busting up like crazy, and Fandango looks over at Luke Harper and goes, this is one of the main reasons why we do this. He goes, that moment right there is one of those things that we do this for. Like, they were so happy that my son did that little thing with them. It, it, it was just, it was hysterical, man. It was just, it was good shit. And I just, yeah. Um, As a bummer, going, man. And that goes cool. And, and Tyler, uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Breeze is a really nice guy. Very soft-spoken, nice guy. Um, let's see, I've, we've met him twice. Um, but yeah, great guy, you know, like, they're, they're real. They're, they're just, I, mean, I don't want to say everyday guys, because everyday guys don't fucking spring around in a wrestling ring every fucking day. Um, but I'm saying more just a down-earth guys is the best way to say it. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. And I, uh, and Brody Lee was a fucking phenomenal guy when he was meeting kids, like, him playing a heel character, and then you meet the guy, you're like, 
how does he play a heel character? He's such a good guy with kids. He's awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's something that we'll kind of feed into later that we'll talk about. Uh, so oh, yeah. Like I said, this going to be blunt. Now I'm getting all mushy over here. You want to get into it's, it? It's really going to fuck my gimmick up, man. Huh. I got getting mushy over here. But, um, so yeah, let's kind of recap the week. I uh, rushed through some of the highlights. Raw, I don't know what the fucking deal is, Raw. Raw used to be my number one show. Nothing can top it. Don't give a fuck what anybody can say. I can't watch the shit right now because I feel like it's like watching the show the week prior. It's so stale. AEW. It's still too... I don't want to say kiddish, and I don't want to say comedy. It's still got that, I don't know, candy shop feel to it. Like, it needs some more grime, needs some more fucking, like, I get you can say the word shit three times on a show, but stop running that out in one interview to like, this is crazy shit. I'm going to get that shit. That's the shit. And it's, stop. It's We know that you're trying to say it on purpose. I've heard JR say it now while he's doing commentating. Uh, I like that he can do that. <laughs> it's cool, but you don't hear it on NFL. You don't even hear it on UFC. And you should. You should. I don't know. These are commentators that are dressed nicely, and it's it's different. You had Jesse the Body out there, a guy who's known for being that heel kind of character. Well, it wasn't even a character, Jesse. But you know what I mean. It, you know, you come out and you got like maybe Corey Graves, but Corey Graves isn't the type of guy to say shit and fuck on the mic like that. But maybe be a little bit more grimy. Man, dude, I would. I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, while I was driving. Uh, for wrestling right now, like any show around that I'm thinking of that you know I could go work at is not going to be able to say the kind of shit that I want to say or do the stuff I want to do. Um, they need, like, I, I like having the idea of that show, but I think there needs to be some fucking shows that are, you know, a certain age limit, limit over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have those nighttime shows, but... Like, I mean, if you have a nighttime show, you should be able to do nighttime show shit. Have your show on a little bit later. Put it on at, like, uh, I don't know, like, have it on at 11. Have it on at 1. Like, do, like, I was talking the other day about the best two taco show hosts, the taco show hosts, the taco show hosts, um, that have been on TV. I'd say were Conan and Johnny Carson. And uh, I uh, I was thinking about that. I mean, like, Conan was on. Conan was for the late night people, the people coming he home. Triumph. He had Pimp Bot on there, a giant vibrating bot. Yeah. I mean, really, like now, dude, than like earlier in the night. Can't do it. Yeah. What? Kids stay up later these days, so they're in the technology that, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, maybe it has to be, <laughs> I was going to say, like, 
like with an adult site where you have to verify that you're 18, where you click here, I'm 18. Do you sure? Do you swear? Yes. I'm 18. Um, so glad gun background checks are not like that. A 10-year-old walks into a gun store. Uh, you're 18, right? Yes. Okay, you come on in. Like, yeah. You want some oh, wrestling, wrestling shows, man? Um, I know one of the things, I know, like, shows, like, that uh, has Nick Gage on it. Um, th- those are 18 or 21 and older shows because they know the premise and they know what they're doing and how bloody it is. But kind of going back to what you're saying, my favorite thing watching Raw back in the day, and I don't, maybe I put this in my own mind, but this is how I did feel watching the shows. You'd have Monday Night Raw, and then you had Raw as War, right? And they right. were right. that last hour. And I felt when the first hour cut off, that the next hour was going to be a lot more amped up. You could swear more. There was more risque stuff. There was more, I felt like maybe more blood, maybe chair shots to the head, there was more of them. Like, I would say if you're on the second hour of Raw 20 years ago, you have CTE today. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I, that's all. So that was one thing I sent in the other day, and I'm like, if there's anybody that has fucking CTE in wrestling besides Dynamite and Benoit from back in the day, it's Foley. Foley has to have some of the worst fucking CTE going on. I can imagine, dude. Like, that's a lot. Like... A lot. I wonder during that Roar Rumble match he had with The Rock where he took a dozen chair shots or so, maybe it was ten or whatever, to the head, just unprotected by handcuffed. The empty arena thing? Concussion. Yeah. Concussion. Like, was that going on at the time? The one that be on the mat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking... Yeah, that shit's insane. That had to take something off of somewhat, something. Something yeah, that, that, that part. That match makes me emotional. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's had, uh, probably has the same shit right now, um, I'd say it seems pretty likely that that's, that one event definitely also, definitely come up. Just one of those fuckers, man. Like, yeah, because I remember taking a chair shot to the head. Just like I want to try it, like kind of how we did the one to the back at you know when we were training. Yeah, um, dude, I I don't know how those guys do it night in night out back in the day for those fans. Like, I get the money part, but I don't know, man. Like. Maybe the more you got hit in the head, it was just easier to say yes. I don't know. It, it you know, it's one of those really fucked up things. But yeah, they were just like, keep hitting him in the head harder. It's gonna be easier next time to get this motherfucker to say yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, back to our, the shows for the week. Nothing really sticks out this week. Edge did make his return. Showed up, beat the shit out of. Rome. But the weird thing is Roman got the attack back on that uh, return, which was kind of different because usually when we see people return, they destroy the person they're coming out to return against. There was actually offense from Roman, so they're still making Roman look really, really strong no matter who shows up to attack him. He can still get some offense in there. 
Can you hold on a second? Oh, yeah. So back to the, uh, what is it, the Raw's War and then the War Zone? Yeah, 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 the different the different hours from back in the day. So, so how far could the two be? Like, how PG could you make it, and how, like, I don't know, like, NC-17 you could make it? Like, how crazy would that be if they had a show like that, just, like, at, at 9 o'clock, you guys get the fuck out of here right now because there's going to be some shit going on, dude. Like, that'd be cool. And plus, you get a mission for the kids, and they only get to fucking stay for half the show. And they're going to be doing all they can to get a hold of those second hours because... Fuck yeah, man. And that's going to be people who are going to become diehard fans. And I bet they were thinking that shit when I fucking came up with that, that theory, man. Like, dude, I mean, I heard they had something to do with USA. They, they did it that way so they could get a. So by putting the copyright logo on that first hour, it closes off as a show altogether. So when they were doing the next show, to the network, it comes off two completely different shows. So instead of saying on the show, you can say shit three times. They've now created <laughs> two different shows because they've got two different segments. One's copyrighted. So now you can say shit six times. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney, como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más, comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. I heard that was the premise behind it, where they could double up on their risque stuff because they were different. One was Monday Night Raw, one was Raw's War, or the War Zone. Is that it? The War Zone. Something like that. War, yeah, I think it was the War Zone. I think there might have been a couple things for it. But yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy, uh, crazy. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just nothing this week. Nothing at all. Especially, I don't know. From the women snatches to the shows, just nothing, nothing big. But I guess the Omega Jungle Boy match will take the 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 main thing for the week. It should. Yeah. We all watch uh, wrestling for a wrestling match, and I know a lot of these uh, Cheeto eating basement boys uh, are looking for so much more lately. So much more. Oh, by the way, I'm, every AEW fan is going to fucking try to kill me after this comment. So last week I made the comment where you see the fans at wrestling shows and we're talking about fans coming back and all that stuff. And I made the comment on there about the difference between WWE fans and AEW fans and AEW fans being kind of like sweaty and sticky looking. 
I don't know, just like, I don't know. And I, I didn't mean it towards like, oh, you guys stink or anything. It's just the atmosphere at the shows, and it's just because there's people there. We've seen screens. But at the same time, why the fuck do they all look the same? They're all bald, pudgy motherfuckers with goatees that are graying out a little bit, all chanting with their friends with their Poindexter glasses on, going, this is awesome, like we talked about before, on an elbow drop. And yep. none of the fans yep. really stuff, don't understand the Jungle Boy gimmick anymore because all they give a shit about is now singing to the fucking songs. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like, Tony Khan spending all that money, however much it costs to get the... Right talent. It was brilliant because these fucking fans. Uh, I'm gonna say these fucking fans because I, I agree they're almost all alike. Whereas it's this one fucking like kind of dick hipster uh, is kind of the crowd of a. Meltzer gnomes. They're what? Dave Meltzer gnomes. Oh, I thought, yeah, Dave Meltzer Gnomes. That's a great way to put it. They're, uh, I don't and know, And if you man. don't look like this and you're, you're a decent fan and you're not one of those people that uprise against WWE because you didn't like one match or they were pushing Sasha Banks, got the name this, this time right. Um, you know, it's these guys that have these dreams and fantasize, and I, I'm going to say it very bluntly because this is the truth, and it's also concerning, especially when these assholes are going to a WWE event or AEW event. And I'm going off the fucking beaten path rabbit hole here. This is where we need to go. How we go? These are the same fans I talked about from a few weeks ago, where they go to their shows and they don't like John Cena. Instead of just booing and saying "You suck," like we all can, it's fine to do that. It doesn't matter who it is. These guys are saying so much more derogatory things in front of, like, six-year-olds, ten-year-olds, twelve-year-olds. And it's not coming off, ha-ha, he's talking, like, smack to him, that's funny. It's like, dude, like, you're creeping kids out, you're scaring kids, you're intimidating them. You all look the same. And all those fans that dress in the black fucking wolf t-shirts, that have a bald head with the fucking black rim glasses, the goatee that comes down, that has the gray on it, sitting there holding a beer and some other fucking eating items, standing up, chanting with their friends, and if you look at them closely, their mouths are not really mouthing the chant that's going on because they can't hear it clearly. They just want to be cool to everybody. They all look the fucking same, and they're all the guys that sat there and shit on WWE about Brock Lesnar being at the top. Well, that's because no one else could do the job at the time. You know, yeah. John Cena's still getting over. Well, I'm sorry. John Cena sh- set it up straight. John Cena had to come back multiple times because the supposed top guys that we sat there and had to hear these pe- pudgy fucks put over time and time again because they didn't like the real product. We had to have that crammed down our throat to have John Cena come back and tell them he's here because they can't do their job. And it's all because these fans pushed him so quickly up the ladder. And all the ones that got pushed... Besides, you know, Singh Brothers and a couple others get released. They put them over in AEW. You know, FTR is one of them. Moxley's one of them. Miro's fucking poster boy for this shit. And you could be a guy that was booed over in WWE. If you come to AEW, you're the new fucking hero. And you come over there, and these guys, they're all the same. Seriously, if you put a little pointy hat on them, you could call them David the Gnome. 
And they're just saying they start all these stupid chants like a wrestler comes out and let's be realistic, motherfuckers. Not every veteran and every legend that comes back and gets in the fucking ring does not still have it. When they're wobbling around and they do an elbow drop and it takes them five minutes now to get off the fucking mat, stop chanting, you still got it. Because you're now pushing the agenda to sit there and have them break multiple fucking hips. All because you're just, oh, I want to live in this time period. Things change. So stop sitting there being an asshole in front of these kids at shows because you want to get yourself over as a fan. That's not why I bought a ticket. It's not why I watched the fucking show. And stop pushing these guys that are non-talented motherfuckers who got kicked out of one company coming on a show to do their own agenda that's not getting over. And you guys are so stubborn, you can't see what really fucking sucks. Kind of like what goes on in America. And you push a shitty fucking agenda in wrestling that is corrupting the fucking business and sending in such a different spiraling fucking projecting way in the universe that it's not attractive anymore. And because of doing that, you're pushing fans away. And if you push too many away, you're not going to get the ratings to keep it on TV. And slowly and gradually, this shit will disappear because you're too busy in your fucking basement giving your opinion, whacking off the fucking porn with your Cheeto dicks. I'm done. They're trying to fucking get over more than the fucking person, like, in the show. They want to upstage the fucking people in the show. Make the show about them. I don't give a fuck about any of those guys, dude. I I love the fans that are there for all of it. I understand that we have that match that sends us to the bathroom or grab a fucking thing of popcorn or the $9 soda or the $18 hot dog. We all have that match. That match is on the card for a fucking reason. And if you're that big of a diehard wrestling fan, you're the guys that are still going to sit there and still watch the match and appreciate it. And when your friend gets back to the soda, they're like, oh, what happened? You're like, oh, dude, you missed this guy in the ring. Now you're spreading the word. Now you're being that true fan because you saw something good. It was wrestling. And instead of going, I saw this fucking idiot in the ring. You're like, yeah, I saw this guy in the ring. It's a little different. You know, you should check it out. Kind of on the border about it. It's the first time I've ever seen a wrestler. Instead of turning the dumbass Dave Meltzer and going, I saw this guy for the first time. It was a half-star match. It's not like you missed much. Dude, this shit needs to stop. I'm just, dude, I'm so tired of it. It's social media with these fuckers that they can look up Wikipedia and become professionals in like 10 minutes on one guy and think they know them and shit. It's the same assholes that we've been fans for 30 years. See, now you got me started. I'm pissed. No, this is good. 30 years years of being a fan, and me and you have had to hear these so-called fans come around like, oh, yeah, man, I I, I watch wrestling. You know, I still watch Stone Cold come out there and drop a couple stunners every now and then. It's like, hey, no, he doesn't do that anymore. Not for fucking, like, over a decade. Uh, He's retired. He's done. They're the same fans. You don't know really what you're talking about. And it's so fucking gross because you, you guys go on the internet, social media, and you guys give these wrestlers this idea that doing these suicide dives, and that's what they're called. Let's not call it some idiotic thing from a fucking other promotion in another country. Suicide dives. We, are, we don't say suicide dives anymore because of, uh, I don't know, Benoit. Or, I don't know, lots of young wrestlers taking their own life and stuff, so we cut out suicide dive. Stop it. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. I really... Here, I'll go on another one. The anti-bullying campaign. There are fucking old grown men beating the shit out of each other, 
cutting promos on each other, how they're going to kick each other's asses, and you're fucking sticking an anti-bullying campaign up. Yeah, dude. Bring back a nation of domination and have a BLM activist commercial. Have what's her face from the climate control people or whatever come on there, Greta Thunberg, and play a fucked up commercial? And I see, I'm just done. I'm pissed. Why? Why are they pushing that? This is fucking wrestling. Wrestling is not supposed to be about not bullying. And then they'll put their fucking little like different logo that makes every single group, quote unquote, marginalized group, feel happy about themselves and make them like the fucking whatever AEW or WWE look like they're this great fucking company is like because look we changed our logo but uh you know there's one like when you look at some of the other ones like for the pride or the BLM like the logos aren't different like in Asia or uh you know the Middle East. Like they're not having like they changed their fucking thing to a pride thing. They can do that over in the Middle East and the fucking Asia. Why? Because they would lose the customers. And so that's all just a bunch of shit to me, them doing that. And then uh, an AEW2 has, you know, everyone's all so inclusive. It's such an inclusive fucking thing. But they're like, but like I said, you can't have a fucking uh, heel in any fucking company. Like, you couldn't do that. It's impossible to do. You try to fucking put a gay heel in any fucking company and have them get booed. That would never fly. That's the time when shit's going to fucking turn in this world. Once you can have a gay fucking heel. Like a gay heel champion. What about Goldust? What? Yeah, Goldust. Dude, dude. But he it was, not, uh, was not Adrian. It was Adrian Adonis. Twenty twenty one. In yeah. twenty one, you have a fucking gay person who, like, if you have one of the people who like is already one of the super, their whole identity is them being gay, which is fucking stupid. Like, there's there's so many people like that. Like. That's their whole identity. It's like, no, you're a lot more than that, but you're just shorting yourself. But then it's like, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just you. But in the uh, wrestling business, this is what I talked about with that reaching for the brass ring, but technically they're in a, a cemented box. Um, I can be on the fence about part of it because look at Andre the Giant. He was running just because he's a giant. You know what I mean? Or um, Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Look at... I was I was sit there and wonder about the whole Tatanka gimmick. He's running just to be a Native American. 
like things like that and those gimmicks and kind of like I guess you could say like Sunny Kiss nowadays. If I, I don't give up the pronouns, if he became a champion, how that would go over and how long the longevity in it? Because I also related. And it's not about the topic of being a homosexual transgender, because you also go into Tessa Blanchard winning the belt. That went over like shit. Yeah, and, like, having him turn heel, it wouldn't really happen. Um, Like, if you turned him heel, like, people will not fucking chant that. They won't fucking... Like, what are they going to do? They're going to well, call why, why would you have to make the homosexual heel is what they say? Why do you have to make him the bad guy? You know, they think they should be the hero. They should be the superstar. And it's like, you know what? I like the good heel turn when you're not seeing it coming. And I don't care if it's over because you're homosexual or you had the red and yellow going for years, brother, or hearing Cena might turn heel coming up. Um, you need change, but I don't think it has to depend on I guess, uh, the, the political aspect of your character. Yeah, I mean... Try to run for president as a gimmick, but when you're using... I guess you can bring Nyla Rose into this right now, and I don't see her doing it um, too much. I know she's transgender, um, but it's when it's your, your front runner. When it's your front runner as your gimmick, why can't you use your other talents to get over and that's, you know, there's other wrestlers out there. That's why I shit on Orange Cassidy. I know who he was before Orange Cassidy, but it, you got to have more when, I don't know, it's, you're putting out this gimmick and it's you're kicking lightly. That's great, but you need power behind it as well. So if you're coming out and putting out a homosexual gimmick, let's be realistic. Homosexuality has never come off as a army gun-ho grenade-throwing lifestyle. It's, it's you know, I, I look at it as you're always dressed neatly, very clean. Um, I don't know, this is the best way to explain it. <laughs> I, it's, it's a very, very hard topic to get into because I don't mind going all the way into it about bringing homosexual and transition or transgender into it. It's the, the, the annoying backlash you get from just talking about these topics. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a big problem. It's, it's a big problem not just wrestling, man. It's a big problem in the world when we can't sit down and just talk like we are now and go, hey, Goldust, I'll bring him back up again. He was not a guy who was like, I'm a homosexual. I'm going to try to play someone who comes off as a homosexual. He played a very flamboyant character. I forgot the term Bruce uses is out there. Um, God, what's it called? Um, it'll come to me soon. Androgynous. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. the idea? But it was never like, oh, like, the things he did, it was like, they were coming off like that, but it was never said out loud like that. There was those, like, little innuendos when he did his little vignettes with Marlena and stuff like that. And they weren't having... Gimmick is a rainbow warrior out there. That's great, but where does what does that evolve to? Yeah, yeah. I, I look at the longevity in characters, like you know, be realistic. George the Animal Steel. He had that character for a long time, but it never 
evolve to anything else. Yeah, and like that evolution, because otherwise, yeah, like you have that. That's like your one thing, and there's no story past it. It's a story that's basically um, a sign. A sign held up is basically what the story is. Yeah. There's no beginning or end, and if you talk about it, you're evil. Yeah, no, and then. I don't know. So, some of that part of it, it's with the fans and the storylines. There needs there needs to be more control in both companies right now. And I say WWE, um, even though some say AEW is not a main running promotion right now. Well, it is. It's been running for two years on a show, and you know. So I'll say this to the WWE guys that are fans out there against AEW. They're both shows. I would like to see them both take off and do a lot better because WWE is really slacking on it. And let's stop pushing the stupid agendas we see in the news right now. Let's, I mean, at the end of the day, I see the protesting, the political shit, the, except me because I'm this, that, and the other. That can be done on different times, but don't bring it also into wrestling. Oh, and we brought this up. Let's look at the, the roster at one point. Every champion at one point was black, and we know why that was done. And there was also, let's go back to the women's evolution when there was a lot of the Me Too movement going on, women being put down, sexually harassed, touched, and stuff like that. Well, the women's evolution in wrestling started. You can go back to the attitude there. Rodney King was beaten down and everything like that. Nation of Domination came around, like, what, a year or two later. Wrestling is always, always, kind of like the Jerry Springer show shenanigans, has always tried to relate themselves to the real life, what's going on. And we'll get into that in a moment with the characters uh, spinning off from uh, movie people. But, um, yeah, we need to get back to a standpoint where some of the wrestlers have mystery. I don't want to know about everything they do. I don't want to know that they work out at this gym. I don't want to know that they're caught at this restaurant with another talent because they're dating. (laughs) Fucking realistically, I don't care. Like, yeah, if one gets pulled over for a DUI, one gets in a car accident or a scuffle out of fucking place, maybe put those things up because that tells them about the character and their temperament in life, and maybe they need help. You know, or you see them fucking drinking. Don't fucking offer him a drink. I've had that actually happen with a professional wrestler. Um, and, you know, it's, I feel like it's the people behind the scenes that are overly exposing these guys. Um, but then that's what I'm fearing for an up-and-comer coming up, is that we're just putting the wrong topics, the wrong push, the wrong agendas behind these kids that are coming up in the business giving them the wrong idea. Sasha Banks is definitely fucking one of them. Really has the wrong idea about shit. They need to be older, kind of like the police in this fucking country. Wrestlers need to be older when they start in a business. These guys are yeah. so yeah. Rey Mysterio is a different story. His culture was different. His upbringing was different. He came out of Mexico. That's where he was trained at a very young age. He was 21 years old when he went against uh, psychosis at Bash of the Beach, 96. He was only 21. So that's a different story, but now we're making all these Rey Mysterios. So, yeah, like I said, some would help and I didn't, but uh, stop being that generic fan. Stop pushing that political agenda in wrestling. We watch wrestling to get away from the fucking real world. And I'm just, oh, here's the news about fucking being different. 
here's wrestling about being different. Well, we already know wrestling's about being different, or otherwise we won't watch it. We don't open our door and see Hulk Hogan walking around down our street or a macho man fucking doing crazy shit down the sidewalk. That's why we yeah. watch the show. That'd be cool, though. The man walking down the <laughs> It'd be awesome, but yeah, um, it it just needs to stop, and it's really what's ruined wrestling. The it's the stupid. I, I stole my chance from ECW from back in the day, using twenty times in a show instead of just once. Sitting there, shitting on wrestlers in front of the kids, you, you're you're covering up for something. Yeah. I know this is a long yeah. rant by me, but man, it just it ruins the shows to watch. It ruins everything. This there just needs to be a better standpoint for these guys. And so, yeah, you know what? I think a new thing is when you go to these shows, start looking or watching these shows on TV. Start looking at the same assholes doing the same chant. And like I said, they're all bald with the black ring glasses, wearing the fucking black T-shirts with the wolf howling at the moon, fucking sitting there singing the same old shit. Look for those fans that don't look like them. Those are the real fans. Those are the people having fun. Yeah. But get into some other topics. Uh, so, Steamboat Luger. We were, we're talking about finding someone for the, the, the street these days. Um, so what we want to do, we're going to, I want to put a post up in a few pages since there's now live shows coming up. I want to find some live correspondence. And it doesn't have to be live, live. Get your phone. We'll give you a sheet of questions. No, you don't get paid for this. But you're going to ask them, have you ever been a Steamboat fan? Have you ever seen Luger? Have you ever seen a... Any of their matches? Are you a big fan of theirs? Or is your uncle a fan? Is your grandfather a fan? Anybody, and see if there's anybody. Oh, my, my grandfather is a Steamboat fan. Let's get their, their views on I just want to see how many we can actually get. Talking positive about Steamboat. Talking positive about Luger. Because, I mean, man, you can literally go on some of these pages, and you're like, anyone a Hulk Hogan fan? And, dude, you ever seen a scene... But a guy goes into the church at 28 days later, and he makes one little sound, and all the zombies slip back and look at him and shit. You see yeah. Hulk Hogan in business, that's what happens. Still to this day, it doesn't matter they said the N-word. He's like one of those guys that just got through the business. And all you got to do is hotbox all of his shit and make him cheer. But, yeah, so we're going to look for some live correspondence just to sit there and talk to people in line as you're lined up at the shows. We are not harassing or trying to sit there and put people under the bus. We just really want to know Steamboat Luger stuff. What stands out to you? You know, obviously, we're going to ask fans that are our age. So we're going to have to do all that stuff. And you just have to say, without saying fucking Macho Man. Why is that the case? So they're like, what are you talking about, Steamboat sucks? You ever seen a Macho Man Steamboat match? Yeah. But what other matches? That's a, a, a superstar in wrestling is not made from one match. I'm sorry, it's never fucking happened. Never. Yeah. 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 How long was uh? How long was Steamboat fucking anything? Like 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 we were saying like after that ISB run, like he didn't last more than a year after, and then he was gone out of WWF just because he was. Probably not drawing shit. People are like, he oh, had that ultimate war in and out thing. What? 
he has that Ultimate Warrior, Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, whatever, in and out kind of thing he did with WCW and WWE. Yeah. I kind of noticed that. Um, but, yeah, so let's get some uh, correspondence. I think it would be easy to find. I got a couple of guys here in this state that would definitely do it for us. Oh. Um, yeah, I got a couple of guys. I got Will. Will would definitely do that stuff for us. And uh, Okay. We'll see that Mike and... But, yeah, so with that, we talked about Steamboat and Luger. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Making the joke that they uh, murdered Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee to steal their gimmicks. We made that joke last week. There's a joke. I know there's no. It's so sad to sit there and say that there's going to be some asshole out there like they're making the allegations and the accusations that uh, good old uh, Sting and Steamboat murdered these fuckers. (laughs) You know, go ahead because it'll be fucking entertaining as hell. It's it's like that. But what other wrestlers out there? Now I got a few of them on my list here. Actually, I don't because the Steamboat and Sting came to mind. But Razor Ramon kind of spun off of a Scarface game. But yeah, he went. Okay, so the story that I heard was he went uh, up to Vince and he was doing a, a gimmick that was basically Scarface, and Vince hadn't seen Scarface. And he's like, I love this character. And that's how Razor Ramon got going. He just was trying to be Tony Montana. And that was it. Yeah, so he does that gimmick, and that totally comes off like that. Shawn Michaels, he starts coming off as that, I guess, that 80s hair rocker guy. What's this? Oh, God. There's a couple of them out there. I forget their names, but the long blonde hair rockers that kind of grow up like Shawn Michaels too, where they're their heart throbs in their younger days, and because of the drugs and that shit, they get all cross-eyed and lose their fucking hair. He, yeah. he had one yeah. show uh, on VH1. There was that one guy from that one band who wears uh, the bandana. Uh, uh, Brett Michaels. Yes, that's where Shawn got part of his name from. Not really? because his name is Mike really? at the bottom. Yes, because of, it was Brett Michaels, and then there was someone else that he took it from. Maybe, I can't remember. But it's kind of like Doc Hendricks, dude. Yeah. yeah. Know, Michael Hayes, dude, he, how he got his name? Because he was um, a Jimi Hendrix fan. There's something, Doc something from another band, so they put the two together, and that's how he got Doc Hendricks. 
Um, so there's Razor. Um, Yoko, he wasn't really from a movie star, but I mean, he made him a fucking uh, sumo wrestler. You know, that's one of the first times I've ever seen a fucking sumo wrestler. Me too. I never know what fucking sumo wrestlers were until I saw Yoko, and then every time I saw a sumo wrestler after that, I'm like, that ain't no sumo wrestler. You don't look like Yoko Zuno, motherfucker. So, but they were real sumo wrestlers. So, like, you don't look like that. But where are your tight pants? That is disgusting how you're just wearing a tie part up your ass. But, uh, man, who else is there? Oh, there's Demolition kind of look like the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome thing. Like, there's yeah, that one. Yeah, a rip. What's that? Same with Legion of Doom. But, the, I mean, they, they did that because that's what they were trying to do. Um, yeah. And then Demolition was... If you look at their previous gimmick before Legion of Doom, you thought they were out the fucking village people, dude. Yeah. yeah. The biker fucking things with the little leathered hats on, dude. You totally thought they walked out of a gay bar looking at, like, one of, like, a guy like you going, hey, what are you doing? You know, they're about to take you to this fucking pound town. It it makes me think of the... um uh, like with Shawn Michaels doing the the Playgirl, thinking that it's going to be, oh. and they're like, "Hey man, we'll do the, the like uh, the Road Warriors." They're like, "Hey man, we're going to do this fucking gimmick where we dress up like the fucking village people." Like, man, this is going to fucking get so many chicks, and then it's like, uh-huh. I think we were all under your impression though, because we all, you know, as boys grew up watching wrestling, and the one magazine you always hear about was Playboy, and that was driven towards men that way. So when you hear that Shawn Michaels is going in a, man, or a magazine called Playgirl, you think it's driven towards women. Fucking totally the opposite. I worked at an adult store when I was younger. Playgirl was in there in the gay magazine section, and I was just like, oh, no shit. And so I was just kind of laughing about that. And I love to take that picture of Shawn Michaels and always superimpose other people's faces on it, by the way. I love doing that. It's so fucking funny. But, um... Maybe that you that logo for our show will be uh, you and I crops with our faces. <laughs> Shawn Michaels doing the play girl spread. It'll just be two of those. Just do, just do the backdrop, the, the green screen for it. Um, there what about Undertaker? Really, never did. But you know, there's mankind kind of spun off of like the horror movies, I guess. I mean, that's really kind of how it came off. You know, nails. Nails reminded me of the character. What was it? Was it Shocker? The guy who electrocuted in the the fucking chair. It's a it's a a movie, and the guy gets put on death row. He gets electrocuted in a chair, but he doesn't. Or he dies, but. He comes back as the shocker. That's what Nails always remind me of. Look at the uh, shocker, 1980s uh, fucking movie. Ernest Goes to Jail. Ernest Goes to Jail. Was there any Ernest characters in wrestling? Nope. Uh, what's he say about Javern? <laughs> man, I, just be honest, man, I, I despise those Ernest movies growing up. They really? Just, really? Not my bag, man. My dad used to watch them. He watched, He also watched... Let's just put it this way. I am a Star Wars pro wrestling skateboarding kid growing up, like music and all that stuff. My dad that I grew up with, man, totally opposite. He liked your Star Trek, right? And then yeah. he he, watched, yeah. he loved his Ernest. 
uh, like ghosts of fucking everywhere. Um, or shit like that. The only thing that we could agree on, though, that was funny was, like, you know, Bill Murray stuff, like Caddyshack stuff. Like, that shit was always hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he watched that stuff. I could never do it, man. I could never, ever do it. But I, I could never bring him on my side for pro wrestling. And we always had that. But, uh, yeah, watching Ernest, man, I could never grasp the slapstick silliness of it. So were you into, like, the naked gun and shit like that? No, I did, and that's another one. Leslie Nielsen, I great guy from here. I cannot stand fucking naked gun films. I was like when they brought that into wrestling at what was it, WrestleMania ten when Leslie Nielsen was looking for the Undertaker, I think it was, or some shit. I think so. I think so. I just I and because he was brought into wrestling, this is the fan I am, I tried to like <laughs> Bad Bunny's on the list with Leslie Nielsen, by the way. I tried to, like, like you. I, I tried to, like, become, like, a, some, somewhat of a fan because you just came into the wrestling world, so you got to be a wrestling fan, so you, you made some points on my book, like Betty White, Bob Barker, P.B. Herman. They're wrestling fucking fans, man. You made some points on my list, but, uh, yeah, I just make a gun I couldn't do. It, it was, it's weird, man. I, I, I guess I don't get it, and I can be on the same side, because I'm a big Monty Python fan, I love that shit. And there's people who don't play How is that funny? And I'm like, this is funny, I mean, look at a giant, look at a giant rabbit, you know, it's, it's shit like that, but I don't know how to explain it. What's that? What about Mr. Bean? No, dude, that guy's an artist, man. Ron Atkinson is a fucking artist. Even Black Adder. That shit's great. Okay. okay. Appearances, yeah. I love all that stuff. Scary movie. What, the, what movie? Movie franchise. Scary? Oh, no. No. I like some of the celebrities or actors in that, but that movie, those movies are cheesy. Like, I'm, a, I'm an American Pie fan, but I'm not a scary movie guy. I'm not that teenage movie guy. Like, I, I don't like those things. Like, I like Superbad. I like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess in Eddie Griffin's words, if no one's caught that new news article, I'm a Jewish Hollywood fan because they took over the industry and they don't give any black people any spots, I guess. Check that out. Eddie Griffin's rant. You got to check that out. Joe Hill and Joe Rogan. Let's talk about, let's talk about him for a second. I really want to. Hold on. So, I think. That guy, we're going to get on the Rocky's a wacko train here. I think that dude's telling the truth. That guy fucking, he got close. Uh, so did Cat Williams. Those two guys, man, those two guys got real close to it and, like, backed the fuck off. Um, I think they're, and it's kind of like Chappelle. Uh, Chappelle was, I don't know. Yeah, Chappelle, man, I, I love Chappelle. I, I take nothing away from his stand-up abilities or anything like that. I feel like he's walking back a little bit on things he said a few months ago against uh, the right side. It's going to go political for a second. Now these guys are walking back. Um, I don't know enough about the whole story with Eddie Griffin. I just find it comical that uh, Seth Rogen all of a sudden is a new ambassador for everything that's wrong in this fucking country. And no, no. everybody. 
Wait, but Seth Rogen just fucking smoked a joint with uh, Conan on TV. That's but true. It would be the end of Conan's show. It was like the show was going to end in a few days, and he's like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, How many times have we heard this from Conan, though? So he'll pop up on another network with a bunch of millions of dollars and be there again. <laughs> And that's that's why it's Conan, and that's okay. He does that. Um, you know, back to Conan. He's the Rick Flair of late night shows. I'm retired. Comedy Central here I come. I'm retired. TBS here I come. <laughs> Dude, he needs his own fucking thing. Is what he right. needs. Well, and so let's get into kind of things like that with shows and spiral back into wrestling here. What about all these, I mean, we're we're two guys who are doing, three guys who are down the guy today, but uh, all these podcasting shows for wrestling. I, I, I sit there and I, I look, because I like ours because it's just raw, it's real, there's no fucking glim and glamour to it, because I feel like a lot of these shows do this. I don't mind watching ESPN and watching guys analyze baseball, football, basketball, because this has been done for years. But now we have these ESPN shows, wrestling shows, slash podcast shows, that come off like these shows. And I'm yeah. sorry, you can't, yeah. you can't really do a real feel, real thing, because it, it's not real. I, no, well, before I go anywhere with this, I know exactly what I just said. When yeah. I say yeah. that, I've, I've been there, I've done it, Rusty's done it here, we know a lot of people that do it in the business. Everything, the bumps and the hits are totally fucking real. There's no doubt about it. I'm saying the storylines and the outcome. You can't have an ESPN slash podcast show when you know the outcomes of these things because you can't put real emotion and real thoughts and opinion in it. Ours are more of a step back of what the fuck you're doing wrong and what you can't do better. That's the only way you can have a show about pro wrestling. And also memories. I'm sorry. I know there's a few football fans out there that can be like, 1972. I was watching TV. My mom was in the kitchen making fucking bacon. And I watched the Bears. Two yards to go. Three points down. They want to. I mean, they got it all down. There are those fans out there. I mean, we're fans of wrestling. We'll tell you some shit. And you're like, dude, really? You know, the time, the place, the weight, the, the everything. Yeah, because we've watched it for that long. But I don't know, man. It's. I'm just kind of lost with these things, dude. Like, sorry, the, the whole fucking fan thing got me pissed off earlier. Um, and, and that's something we needed to talk about. That was a topic that we hadn't addressed. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. fucking fans, you, this section of fans, you guys, like. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, I, I, I don't want to see wrestling go back to exactly what it used to be. I don't want to see it go back because there are some things that we talked about previously on the show that, especially backstage stuff, this, you know, there needs to be some about background checks for uh, guns. There needs to be background checks for uh, the office personnel WWE or any other promotion. These guys come with a lot of baggage that, and especially the legends. I, I've noticed this lately. The legends got away with a lot of shit back in the 80s, maybe late 70s and 90s because of no social media. This is why I'm saying all these new talents coming up in the business. Watch your asses. Don't do anything stupid like, you know, dick flipping or anything like that. Get your ass into a lot of trouble later on. Um, 
be aware. And I think as we go along now in uh, the future, we're going to see a lot more of these legends come out with some dirty shit, man. I think as time goes on, especially when they die, kind of like Michael Jackson dying in life. As soon as that motherfucker died, oh, he touched 20 more buttholes. You know, and it's like the same thing with uh, Fabulous Mula. I'm not she, doubting that she did all this shit. But it, why was all this shit said after she died? Were you really, really scared that this old lady, and I'm not trying to say she wasn't tough and she couldn't still hold her own at her age, was going to knock on your door and be like, yo, bitch, you're telling me about turning you out and making fucking pull tricks in the business? Dude, why, why wouldn't you said anything? Why won't you put that person on the spot? Why are you doing it after they die? And so that always leads me to believe that some of those stories are not real because you're only saying after they die. Be a strong person. Put them on the spot. You got social media to blast them on everywhere. This is what we talked about with promotions to do scandalous shit. But uh, yeah. as we yeah. go along, we're going to see some more uh, dirty shit come out, man. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And I hate to say this because it's going to be one of the fucking saddest days ever in wrestling history, and I don't care what anybody says about Vince McMahon. When Vince passes, do you know how many fucking people are going to come out with books, just podcast shows about Vince, and the nasty shit he did or supposedly did or all the things he It's like all the shit that's going to come out. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts, dude. Yeah. 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 I want to hey, say, oh yeah, go for it. So, okay, uh, side note, wrestling people, uh, the Voros twins, you know the Voros twins? The Da Vinci, Da Vinci twins? Yeah, I've seen them. All that stuff. They, they've got like a million followers now on TikTok. Nice. And fucking uh, Todd Royce, old Skag Rollins, uh, he fucking, he's got like almost 700,000 and he's going like on a world tour, like to do stand-up. That's so crazy, dude. Like, this is the future we live in and this is what I'm talking about. And this, I'll go back to it. These motherfuckers just sit in their basement and just sit there and dwell on one superstar and get that agenda pushed. There's other things to do in life. Like, here, me and Rusty do this podcast show, right? We love wrestling. We, ever since I've known this guy, our conversation in wrestling started and has never, ever, ever, ever stopped. We can sit there and spiral off just like we do this. So this is why we're doing this show. It's because we really talked about it so much. Why not put a show out there about it? Um, but there's so many other things. I mean, we do this podcast show. And I run a business with two other people, and it's started out with wrestling, but it's spiraled into now we're doing other things with other action figures, Marvel figures, things like that. And if you look at our show, we bring other topics into it, and it it's it's healthy. And it's yeah. not healthy to sit there making it your fucking, like, I'm sorry because I'm just going back to it, but it's not healthy to make it your mission to sit there and get all amped up after you buy your wrestling ticket to make a fucking sign that's inappropriate or you want to put up there just to get yourself your one stupid comment heard on TV that we're not going to hear on TV because if you knew how microphones worked, you know you're just wasting your fucking time. Or, you know, you have that once in a while 
that stupid fan that runs in because he just can't contain himself. Um, that's entertaining, but don't fucking do it, dumbasses. It was like me with the uh, the basketball game back uh, like 2007, maybe, where I got on television with a sign that said "Blaze the Nuggets." At, uh, Blaze <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I and I was in the sixth row behind the Denver bench. Um, my buddy Dustin, who's dead, uh, he got me, or his brother got, got a ticket and went to that game. He got two. That was my old, uh, goal in life was to do that. Once I heard someone tell that joke, uh, someone in Portland, um, I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And then the next year they didn't play any. Blazers games against the Nuggets on TV. Those were radio-only games. It's weird that you say that as Chauncey Billups is, uh, what, coming over as the Blazers head coach now? Dude, what? Like, how did that happen? Uh, That's Chauncey Billups. That's the Birdman. That's Carmelo Anthony days right there. Yeah, and uh, I I was watching a little, like, more than a little bit. I was watching a good amount. Um, and I'd watch, and I'd, if I had time, I would probably watch Blazer games now. Uh, but it's over. I mean, there's still playoff stuff going on, but I'm not, I don't have time. I'm watching wrestling and YouTube and TikTok. And, uh, so when I, I got my car, my, my new car, new What's that? Did you get that part? I get that. No, okay. So, the first time the mechanic told me this is the right part, they send the part and doesn't have the right connector. This is like an ABS control system for the uh, Honda Civics, the 2000, no, Honda Accord, 2002. And it's like four years that they made this thing. So then I ordered it from another person, and I returned the first one. And they sent me, it was like the right one, the picture, the people in the mechanic, the right one. And they sent me a fucking starter. Um, and so like when I got, they got to the mechanic, they opened up the box, and they're like, oh, this is a starter. And so now I sent that one back a couple days ago. And I put in an order for a third one that I found. Because, like, I haven't been able to find these on the Internet. There's, like, one available each time I've done it. And so if this one isn't working, like, I'm going to pay for that $1,500 part plus labor. And I've been waiting for fucking weeks. Uh, It's kind of shit. Well, like Uh, I told my wife, man. Ever since the beginning of the year, or last December, everything I deal with, dude, the people on the other side, they can't do their job. Like, no one gives a shit what they do anymore. No one can do their job right. No one actually checks parts, serial numbers, and gives you the right items anymore because they're too busy fucking just like wrestling, trying to get themselves over in life. They're worried about themselves, don't want to fucking do their job right, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, So... Back to way back to what we were talking about. Good. Wrestlers, movie, uh, 
movie gimmicks to spiral off of. Uh, what about the Honky Tonk Man and Elvis Presley? Oh, yeah. Great example. Um, hey, wait. Didn't he come around, like, the same time that, I mean, he was... Mm, he wasn't fucking Elvis yet, or he wasn't uh, Honky Tonk Man yet, but I think he started right around the same time that Elvis died. Did he? I want to say he started in like... Maybe he's because you're talking about cars, and I was thinking of his fucking Cadillac, and that's how I spiraled into Honky Tonk Man. There's... Man, who else was there? DDP. He was a gimmick. I mean, his gimmick was 19 gimmicks. He was at the sleazy... DDP was at this, like, sleazy bar brawler character you see that was a, a, a backup, you know, an extra in the movie. Not like Terry Funk and Roadhouse. That's different. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, it's... I don't know. I don't... It's... What other wrestlers are out there? They're like, um, boss man, I guess he comes off the cops. Tugboat, God knows where the fuck they got that idea from. Well, and uh, cops was just sort of happening then. Uh, the show it yeah. just gotten popular when the boss man gimmick came out. That's my guess because it was like late '80s, like maybe or like you know '87, maybe somewhere in there. It was when Cops, the show, started. And that was when they used to do tons of shit in Portland. If you can go, I don't know how you do this, but, like, the first few seasons, at least, they were doing lots of episodes in Portland. Which Portland was, and uh, up in Washington. In Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was crazy, man, like, being able to watch that shit. You can film an episode of Cops Up in Vancouver today, and because of the era that they're stuck in and timeline, it will look exactly like the first fucking Cops in Vancouver from fucking 30 years ago. Acid wash jeans, mullets, I shit you not, dude. We turned on the TV yesterday. There's a couple of kids in their mom's car who had, like, two teeth, by the way. That's Vancouver for you. Love you, people. Um, she had a kid in the car. Had those. We were just talking about the Hitman glasses, dude. Yeah. These ones are like, bigger shades. Those, like, Joey Janela glasses. Dude. Straight dude. up, dude. Straight up mullets, dude. Like, straight up mullets with the hat on like a trucker, dude. Like, what kid sits there and just goes, Mom, I don't look like a fucking trucker fucking with a mullet with some fucking sweet shades. Like, Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. 
do those shades I saw a video this morning and they were just it was like a TikTok video just ripping on those shades and they're fucking stupid um, but then I said the same thing about fucking Crocs and I said the same thing about something else but uh, Crocs I fucking love them uh, side note the pregnancy pillow uh, how are you enjoying that and that's why I was late this morning. Dude, <laughs> that was fucking nice. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, I decided to give them one extra week of free advertising about it. But the fantasy pillow is the way to go. It's, it's for everything pillow you need. Yeah. It can <laughs> it's for everything pillow. But um, and uh, I got I got sidetracked. Well, we can go from uh, movie stars into pillows into pyro. No, the pyro, the pyro. So, what was the first time you saw pyro at a show? Live, live or on either or. Um, I would be like what nineties, late early nineties. WrestleMania seventeen. No, you gotta go WrestleMania 10 when Shawn Michaels had like a little raining fireworks down or whatever. Yeah, I heard about live. Live? Live? Yeah. Live differently. Because, I mean, yeah, because, um, yeah, live it was probably that one that I remember with the pyro. I remember Kane coming out and that being hot as fuck. Uh, his flames. And then. Because my thing is, is just who, like, I just wonder, because you grew up with the guys coming out. I just talked about this, too. Wrestlers who come out with no entrance music back in the day. They just come running out to the ring at Madison Square Garden, and they pop in the ring with their white towel, and they swing their white towel around and cheer to the crowd, you know? There's nothing, and then all of a sudden you have the, now getting in the ring, standing in the corner. Like, you had that whole talk, too. Like, it was yeah. based. Yeah. Kind of like how we talked about your southern wrestling having that southern sound to it. Um, you had to get in the ring, but where does it go from that? And you got all those old timers in the back, and then you got a guy like Shawn Michaels comes out, and you got that fucking music playing, and then fireworks are popping off. Like I just want to see the first time it happened. The reason why I bring this up because I want to see the old timers face in the back, the legend in the face, going, "What the fuck are they doing? This isn't fucking wrestling. They're dancing down the entrance with little fucking sparklers." to some fruity fucking pebbles music. What the fuck is this shit? Like, you know, because it's a big transition. It's the evolution of wrestling. It's the entertainment yeah, part of it. Ganya's up in AWA. Like, Vern Ganya's just like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, where where the fuck does it get all... And, like, where was the idea? Like, hey, when I come out tonight, I need you to set off some fireworks behind me. <laughs> Like, I mean, I just, and it's funny because if you watch the promotions as we grew up and you go into ECW, they were very grimy, bingo hall, sweaty. They could barely pay their talent, so they weren't going to have fireworks. And as you go further down the road and you watch One Night Stand 2006 where you have Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle, there's not fireworks at the show. And when Randy Orton comes out, he does have fireworks. He has the raining gold behind him. 
And it's so funny to hear the fans and just the people there commentating going, what, pretty much, what the fuck is this shit at our show? Because you got the yep. pyro raining yep. down, and they weren't all about that. They were about the fucking blood, the beer, the sweat, you know, and stealing people's music so you could come out onto a sweet entrance. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the, the evolution of it where it just changes. And I'm not bashing it because I love it. I love, I can't, I don't want to watch a wrestler come running out to the ring with no music on. Like, I just, I can't do that. I, I do. I, I loved it when uh, Tomasa Champa, when he did it for that short while, when he brought music back, it pissed me off. When he would just come out to the ring with no music, that kicked ass. I was so fucking into that shit, man. That's when you know you're over. Yeah. Over. He was probably the most over person in wrestling for a while, I would say. Uh, yeah, I've met him. Um, we've actually done business together. Uh, he's ordered from us, him and his wife. And uh, one of your favorites he's ordered for as well, Johnny Gargano. Uh, he's ordered the Tommaso Ciampa's ordered some stuff for him through us and stuff like that. And uh, Tommaso's a really cool guy, and that's when you can tell you're over. When, when you've had music and had an entrance and then you take it all away and still come out and get a reaction, you're over. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, no one's it's just the the transitioning to that because now you can go into no music and all that stuff, no fireworks, and we had music and fireworks. Now we have fucking holograms of pancakes on our screens. Yeah. yeah. Let's really now have those old timers look at it. Yeah. Is it medic- medication but, fucking yeah. I mean we're old timers. Well Hey, hey, hey. You know, I have another year, man. I have an extra year on you here. That's what I'm saying. Come tomorrow starts the one, the last month countdown. Yeah. yeah. 40. And hopefully, and uh, we we talked about this earlier, I will uh, be shortly, sometime in the near future, be going under the knife. And uh, I guess it'll be the PSA out here. Um, I'll be uh, getting surgery. I'll be getting uh, next year's okay. surgery. Time in the near future. Oh, that's nice there, buddy. Fucking Mike Myers, motherfucker. Um, getting it done, but we will not stop the show. We're actually going to be possibly making a segment out there. You might be uh, seeing me live from a bed. Who knows, but we will not be stopping this show. Um, I will be down a little bit. I uh, won't be able to talk for probably a show or two, so you might be seeing uh, me pull some Sammy Guevara stuff. Yeah. This, you know, or when you guys are saying something I don't agree with, I'll be like <laughs> flagging you down. But no, we will not stop the show. We will uh, be doing play by play of my own shit as we go along, uh, the repairing of it. Um, there are some things that I uh, have to adjust to in life, so uh, my mood going or coming out of the surgery might not be the best. So you might get some more blunt G on a. Uh, some of these topics even more blunder than I have been before. Um, but yeah, but we'll continue on. Um, like you said, we'll be doing a little segment. But yeah, so Pyro at the shows, I know that's a total random topic that we spiral off of into. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I like it. I just don't want any, it to gain any more evolution or traction to where the, the intros already feel like when they come out, the entrances that they're taking up 
fucking 20 minutes and the, the, the wrestling matches are five minutes. It's That's irritating to me. So... We call those diamond matches. Yeah. Those are... Um, we're going to be closing up the show here shortly. I do got to get to some business. Because of this 117-degree weather we had here, 116. We didn't make it to 117. Had a 119 feel. Um, I was going to close it out with this this week. Besides the fans irritating the fuck out of me, it's now not having the mystery of the superstars in the business. Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan, before he put out his sex tapes, the Macho Man... The Boogeyman, Demolition, LOD, I could go on forever. They all had a persona to them where we were like, dude, do these guys fucking dress like this 24-7? It's kind of like thinking that your teachers live at school. You know, they don't have a home. When I was a kid, you know, I thought fucking Ultimate Warrior dressed up as Ultimate Warrior when he went to the fucking store shaking fucking aisles of cans down, you know, like Hulk Hogan. All he does when he goes to the store is fucking do this to you. Starts ripping off his shirt as he gets to ice cream. But, um... And I, you know, I thought... <laughs> I, I, you. I, I thought of these things, you know, as you're growing up and things start changing and the business changed and evolved and the exposure of wrestlers on the internet and all the stupid shit they do. Um, I truly know think that in order for this business to get back to where it needs to go, these wrestlers don't need to have social media. They want to do stories about them, go through the promotion on their website, put the stories out there, and otherwise leave them alone. Because it's ruining their characters, I've noticed, too. I think Jericho's a good, good example of a character that's been ruined by being in the spotlight too much. Well, and people are fucking turning on Jericho because he's a uh, Republican. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That bullshit. Him and, uh, who are the, uh, ultimate, or an ultimate warrior, the Undertaker. Like them too, it's like, people don't like him now because they're Republican. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, why are you worried about what their fucking political thing is? Like, they're both two of the best wrestlers ever. I mean... Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's what I was talking about for earlier, is that we can't bring these storylines of the real world into wrestling because it's just so unattractive. It's like, look what it did to the NBA and the MLB. Yeah. It, it, when you bring it in, it's we like to watch sports or maybe your TV shows like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead... Because they don't have that shit in it. And then, hey, I'm a conservative guy, just like Jericho is, but don't bring that shit into it. And I, we bring it in for different reasons because we don't want to see it in the business. This is something that we grew up as kids with, you know, as these superhero-like guys. We didn't give a fuck if they were Democrats, Republican, gay, straight, whatever. We didn't yeah. care. That's yeah. not what the agenda was. We cared that there were Axe and Smash, Hawk and Animal, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate were Mr. Perfect, Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, let's be realistic. Do you really see anyone in the political world or in that kind of world going, yeah, my name's Animal, I'm running for president? Like, no, we don't see that shit because it's a, a make-believe entertainment world. The bumps and bruises, cuts and headshots, chair shots, back shots, flips, 
dick flips. It's all real. But the storylines and the outcome has gotten way too involved with the real world that it's really making this product unattractive. You can see it in the ratings. You can see it in the sales of products and the sneering and the same conversations we're having every week. I'm hearing the same conversations on other podcasts. There's nothing attractive to it right now because it's so unattractive with the ugly mess of bringing in, oh, well, I can't get over, but if I say I'm gay, you got to like me. Because if you don't, then you're a racist, discriminatory hypocrite, and you got to give me the push. And plus, I think some of these guys are using also not to get fired. Because I am looking at the guys who just got fired. I don't think any of them are gay. Not too many of them have been black. What? So, not too many of them have been black. I'm not saying yeah. go fucking a black wrestler. They're a good wrestler. Them fucking, they're a wrestler. I'm not saying go fire a woman because she fucking, she's a woman. Fire because she sucks. Fire because the guy sucks. Fire the tag team sucks. Yeah. Um, so, let, fire your own fucking ass, too, because you are the ones who write the stories and put them out there. And we'll just close with this. You heard about the writer? The writer who knew none of the wrestlers' names, who was writing for WWE. Did you hear about that? All right, so let's just sum this up real quick. So there's a writer in WWE. She was having an interview, and she writes the stories for WWE. And she turned around, she was like, yeah, she's like, I just, I'm writing a story for, uh, I don't remember, I think it's Bobby Ashley. Oh, no, it's Bobby Lashley, never mind. She didn't even know the main superstar's name who carries the fucking belt. She calls Bobby Lashley, Bobby Ashley. And in a very big way of, uh, it's not a big fucking deal because I write the stories, who gives a shit. But it makes so much sense now when we're seeing Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre week in and week out. The same shit on Monday Night Raw. She was a writer for Monday Night Raw. The problem is now... With the talent, the writers, if you know nothing about this business, here's a message for you. Fuck off. I'm not going to go fuck, play basketball, football, because you know what? I don't know the plays. I don't know the whole sport itself. There's some things I'm like, why can't you do that? Oh, because you get penalized. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. In wrestling, I know the rules and shit. I know the wrestlers' names. Even if I don't like you, even if it's your first night, it sticks in my head. I know yeah. what stories have been fucking replayed over and over. So, from the fans, from the talent to the writers, for fuck's sake, get a grip on what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, step the fuck back. So, that's pretty much it. So, I think I'll end it like this for the week, is that... Hey, hold on. Add that to fans, too. (laughs) No, yeah, no, fans, definitely. Like I said, those guys who wear the wolf t-shirts, that they're all... Cole sacked out and they had to shave their head with those goatees that are got the stringy gray in it coming in. It's like, I don't know if you're trying to look like a fucking wizard at a wrestling show or what's going on here. Shit needs to stop. It's like Harry Potter got canceled and so now we're going to become wrestling fans. It's <laughs> the best way to fucking put it, man. Game of Thrones ended. Here we come. We got nothing to do. And it's oh, like, that's good, man. Not like wrestling ended, and I'm like, oh, here, I want to come and be a Game of Thrones fan. No, it's, it's, it's shit ends, shit ends. It's the yeah. way it is. Yeah. I mean, unlike WCW fans, who still think it has fucking life in it at some point. It's not coming back. Let's drop that one, too. 
But yeah, no fans, the writers, to the personnel and back, to the talent that get in this business that don't have the passion for it, you're fucking ruining it. Or those fans that sit there and just have the one agenda to push to one star, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. So, and then it's, it pisses fans off like us, man, and then we, we have to shit on the product because we know what's good. We know what, we know what attracts the, the fans. We know, uh, to put it from another guy that's uh does a couple shows, we don't have any surprises anymore. There's no shock. Yeah. It's because the yeah. fans out there ruining all the storylines or saying, "Oh, this is gonna happen," and then then it doesn't. It's like I said, Vince hears you say it one way, he's gonna change it another, and I'm sure Tony Khan will do it later on as well. But that's yeah. where all ended for me yeah. and my giant rant this week. Those damn fucking fans. I can't stand your asses. You're not fans. You're just guys who come and shit stir because you've got nothing better to do because your show's been canceled. Your hobby's really fucking lame. Don't come and ruin someone else's. And don't ruin it for the kids. To these kids, they're superheroes. As much as Nikki Cross's new uh, gimmick is so fucking cheesy, it, it, it is appealing to kids, and that's going to bring in the new fans. And when you bring those fans in at live shows, you've got those fucking assholes sitting there doing that shit, they're not going to want to come back because they're going to go, oh, I don't want to go to that show because that guy was fucking creepy and scary, drooling and saying obnoxious shit when the divas come out. What's <laughs> that, that shit? You know, one thing that I do like right now is uh, that uh, now that King Shinsuke Nakamura with uh, having... Eric Bugen, Hagen, Boog. Yeah, I like that guy. That guy's awesome, man. I like man, that guy. NXT show, he was like the NXT house show I went to. And this would have been when I was living up in Minnesota, Bloomington. So that would have been like maybe, I mean, it was pre-pandemic. So it was sometime in there, you know, probably 19, 2020, it was 20 or so. But man, he stole the show. That dude yeah. was just like his match was fucking great. That guy, uh, he's gonna do well. So I, I'm just wanted to throw that in. I enjoyed that little spot. I, I think he's the next John Cena. He could be. He he has the fucking charisma. He has the body. box, and he'll be the next John Cena. Let him actually get that brass ring, and he'll be the guy. Yeah, I think so. And, uh... Yeah. Comeback, where he starts fucking playing the air guitar when uh, he's down on the ground and, like, sort of, like, dude, it's so... Like, the kids are going to love it, man. Like, and that's what it is. And the adults, I think, are going to love it, too, man. You can reach those... You can get those brass rings. It's good, it's healthy, and it's safe. It stays in a, in a nice, easy circle where it doesn't branch out to anything else, and it can stay there kind of like John Cena's original character was like. Yeah, he's going to be a rock character. He's a rock character. It works. It just got to get a grip on it a little bit more, but it'll work. Uh, he'll be like the Tanahashi, uh, Tanahashi in New Japan of uh, WWE. I mean, he's like. He's the John Cena of, w, w, or of New Japan, and 
mean, that's kind of the same thing with this, too. I think it's just that that rocker thing and just being seems like a squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. I'll tell you what. First impression, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I started watching more and seeing him do it. Shinsuke, and I was like, this is the guy. This is the next. This is the guy. And other thing is, the next big thing, though, I'll tell yep. you right now, yep. on this day, right here, right now, Parker Bordeaux is the new big thing. He looks like Lesnar. He's jacked up like Lesnar. He is the new guy. And Vince McMahon just went to the Performance Center. I read about this and heard about this to scout and look at this guy. That's how big this guy is. And he looks, check out Parker Bordeaux. He is the new giant superstar. He was going to go in the NFL. He chose to go to WWE. Check him out, dude. He is Uh, uh, exactly like Brock Lesnar. Just all tatted up, though. So, uh, yeah, as always, um, we'll end it like this. It's uh, been very hot out there. I hope people in the Northwest this weekend took care of each other. I know me and my family, we all ran around to each other with ice waters, popsicles, all kinds of crazy stuff taking care of each other. Um, just like anywhere, we uh, we all have our days. We rebut heads, but we all try to end it on a decent note. It's always hard to do that sometimes when a lot of negative shit goes on in this world. Um, but I'm on, a, I'm on a train, especially with this next surgery coming up, to uh, make myself healthier, make myself healthier after this. And uh, that's the one thing this week. I got to stress to myself and uh, is to make healthier options, man. I want to be around a lot longer than I used to say in my younger years. I was a nomad and sit there and say, I don't want to live until I'm 90. Well, still on the borderline about that number, but I do want to take care of myself so I can see my kids and uh, grandkids um, grow Mm -hmm. up and stuff like that. So one thing was getting this next surgery would be playing basketball with my son, showing him how to uh, shoot a ball in the basket. Not like I'm any good at it, but I just remember it being shown to me as a big part of my life. And, uh, yeah, he says, take care of yourself. That's always a big thing, people. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of others. So. That's oxygen map theory. Yeah. It's uh, a. Yeah. Put your mask on. Yeah, see, that's the one thing I forgot now. I get to do this. So before we end the show, this is going to be something I've been wanting to do for, what has it been, 15 months? 15 months, I think it's been. So because I live in Oregon. I live in Oregon. So as of today, you see this right here? No, it's not a thong. It's It's a face mask, right? Check this shit out. We're done. There's no more restrictions, no more bullshit in this stupid, lousy state. We can walk around, unless the stores require it to be maskless. So, But still, be cautious out there. There is still the, whether it's the plague, the virus, uh, a good old peach face man once called it Chinese virus. Um, be still aware. Be still aware, man. There's lots of other crazy things out there. Take care of each other. Be aware. Watch out for things. And I'm a final destination person, by the way. Okay. I yeah. say that for yeah. long, stayed indoors for so long, we avoided death. Yeah. If you notice now, yeah. and uh, lots of love and prayers go out to everyone in Florida. There's mass casualties, mass shootings. That that building that collapsed, unfortunately, with all those people in it, that was a mass thing. My advice, 
try not to be around big crowds right now. If Death has a design for us, man, just don't be in big crowds. He seems to be trying to take a, a lot of us out. Uh, there was a big Carl pile up the other week. There's ten people lost their lives in a car wreck. Nine of them or eight of them were children. Horrible. Yeah, so be careful out there, guys. It's not just a virus that goes around. There's a lot of fucking crazy people. There's a lot of nasty weather. And shit happens. So be very aware. We've stayed in our houses for so long. I think some of us have become ignorant, denial-worthy of what the real world's like. It's obviously getting out of control. So take care of each other, people. And uh, take care of yourself. Like I said, can't take care of yourself. Can't take care of others. And I'll let Rusty close out the show here. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I don't think we could do any better there. All right. Anyway, don't be a dick, people. We love you all. Take care. Peace. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compra con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.